Well, Keith, I think TV news has it backwards. And the KTLA debacle is a great reason why. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Thursday night NFL prime video numbers are in. And mm-hmm. you've been kind of digging through them. And there's some real interesting revelations on prime video, which is IP-served internet, versus the network feed of, of, a, of, a, of a last year. So we're going to dig into that, too. And my question is, do we believe Amazon Prime numbers in anyway? But we'll talk about that. Well, good morning. We are back with another episode of Media Insultant. Our opinions, ideas, comments, uh, snarky comments often <laughs> about uh, what's going on in the media business. Now, we primarily target radio and TV professionals, sales professionals. But uh, we don't really care because anything to build an audience, anybody that wants to watch is, well, watch. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> In Seattle, I'm Jackson Weaver. The Seahawks, uh, well, never mind the Seahawks. Okay. Now, my co-host, Keith Samuels, is in Los Angeles. Anybody doing any better on the NFL down there, Keith? Uh, well, the Rams are 2-1, and one, but uh, the Chargers, I think, are 1-2 and two and, and in disarray, so... I don't have a lot to shout about when it comes to the NFL either, but for right now, it's all about 4-0 USC. UCLA is also 4-0. And your Huskies, your Washington Huskies, Huskies are 4-0. So uh, we're going to get down to some interesting college football games here shortly. But for the meantime, I'm going to geek out on the stats of, uh, of, of television ratings for NFL games uh, when we talk about the uh, Thursday night football on Prime. Well, just so somebody doesn't confuse us with Barstool Sports, (laughs) I just want to remind people that Media Insultant we do each Tuesday and Friday. So today, Keith and I would both like to welcome you to the Tuesday, September 27th episode of Media Insultant. Keith, I think it's safe to say that TikTok has ticked off, if you'll pardon the pun, just about everybody, particularly the folks at Meta or Facebook and Instagram and in right. that group. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so as you know, TikTok has made a lot of progress against Facebook. So Facebook takes Instagram and they try to cram Reels into it. Now, you may have confused the two because Reels looks just like TikTok. They're short video segments. But TikTok, as you know, and you and I have talked about this, now the number two social media platform mm-hmm. for young people in particular, not so much for the older adults, but young people. And it's freaking the folks at Meta out. And then comes this leaked document that we talked about the other day that from the Wall Street Journal. Apparently, Reels isn't cutting it. Mm. They, uh, they, The Wall Street Journal reports that Reels has a daily cum of 17.5 million hours, which is, I think, a phenomenal amount of hours. But it's less than 10% of what TikTok has. TikTok has 198 million. So, you know, we've talked about how tough it is in radio. We talk about how tough it is sometimes in television. But they've been around 50 to uh, 70, 100 years. And Facebook, their best days may be behind them already. And they're what, 15 years old? Yeah, thereabouts. But I guess this, and there'll be other reasons why they're you know they'll 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 diminish in importance and hopefully go away forever for good. But uh, <laughs> but wait a minute, it, you know it, it, what would happen to all of our boomer high school reunions without Facebook? I mean I don't know what we'd do. But you know what's interesting is is that 
a lot of the negative press I've read about, it. I'm not a TikToker, and I, you know, and I, I don't intend to be. And obviously, if the Chinese sure. want to track my ass, they have other ways to do it rather than on TikTok. But on, but on your know, reels, you know, uh, I am an Instagram user, and a, a lot of my family and close friends are Instagrammers, and so you can be a private account and kind of just you know make it kind of somewhat secure, if you will. Not everybody sure. gets to see it like they could a Facebook page, yeah, and. And all of a sudden, a few months ago, you're going, what is in my Instagram feed? What are all these videos doing? What the hell is going on? And it's, and it's Zuckerberg and his, and his Facebook team, I refuse to call them meta, Facebook team are jamming these reels, these short-term, these short-length videos down our throat, hoping to create an audience. And what they've done is they've really kind of pissed off the pure Instagrammers who just want to see pictures of the grandkids, or some friends on vacation, or whatever. But now I got to watch all the. I got to scroll through. Who put all these videos here? So you know, uh, it's it's a it's a really it's a. I think they really were clumsy. It's a brutal viewing experience, and and I, and they've pissed off a lot of Instagrammers. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that is exactly what he's doing. He's cramming these videos in to get the views up, get some allegiance. Uh, They've got AI that correlates to what you're watching and what you're spending time with. But I think it's probably a little too late, you know. It just it just doesn't matter. And uh, and Mark and his team may do their best, but it looks like it's not working. Okay, we got to move on. We got the most interesting story that happened this week, or I think it's interesting. Um, <laughs> yes, you do, because you're going to tell us. <laughs> and I think it's. Um, I, I actually think it's because um, Mercury is in retrograde. And in, in case your your astrologer hasn't told uh-huh. you that. Oh, I'm not sure that. I know what that means. No, but, but, I, but it must be important. It's very important because it seems when Mercury is in retrograde, apparently strange things happen. And we have a great example of somebody kind of losing it on the air. Uh, and, and the story is really with KTLA down in your hometown of Los Angeles, which is owned by Nexstar. Yeah, big, big a, independent television station, Channel 5, KTLA 5. Yep. That's right. Used to, used, their, to be, used to be Gene Autry's station. That's right. That's yeah. right. Used to be Golden and West broadcasters, pretty much, uh, pretty much twenty four hours a day of news. Although they do a little CW, but not an awful lot. Uh, they had an anchor whose name was Lynette Romero, and Lynette had been with them for twenty four years. Mm-hmm. Apparently, had an opportunity to uh, elsewhere, and she seemed to have left the station a little abruptly, uh, and this caused great teeth gnashing and consternation among her fellow anchors and reporters. One of her co-anchors, apparently she was uh, anchoring weekends, a guy by the name of Mark Meister, felt the station had not properly addressed or honored her in her departure. Right. Right. Now, the, the, the latest thing I heard this morning is that the station said to her, okay, if you're going to leave, you're welcome to record a departure video, but we're not going to let you go on the air live and right. do it off the top of your head. She refused to do that. So mm-hmm. they said, "Have a nice, have a nice day." Yeah, because the the cardinal rule in all of over the air media, radio and television, is if someone is quitting to take another job, you never let them on an open mic again, because what they, you know, you just don't know what they're going to say. And by the way, you can't fire them because they're already they're already quitting and they're already getting another job. So you just politely say they're not here anymore. Yeah, and that's that's exactly right. And 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 it's come out that. She is uh, now going to join KNBC doing weekends, uh, weekend uh-huh. anchoring, and that came out just this morning. And so you can understand Nexstar's 
concern. They didn't sure. want to do. They didn't want too much publicity. They wanted to quietly say, "Best of luck to you, Lynette." But this gentleman who co-anchored with her, Mark Meister, kind of took things into his own hands and spent a full five minutes in a segment doing a very emotional salute to her and apologizing for the way it had been handled, saying we were so rude, we were, we just, uh, we never should have said any of that. It was so rude the way we handled it. You were here for 24 years, and we had a three-sentence goodbye. We wish you lots of luck. And he was just, he was he was choked up about it. It was a very emotional kind of a thing for him. And which, how did the station react? I'm sure they were thrilled. Now, thrilled, thrilled wouldn't be the word I'd use, Keith. <laughs> I'd say pissed off. Uh, they they put him on leave and subsequently fired him for disparagement. You can't disparage the station, and he disparaged the station yeah, by saying yeah. that it had been handled so poorly. Bye bye, Mark. Bye yeah. bye. Yeah. The entire segment was was on YouTube, but then Nextar pulled it down immediately for copyright issues, of course. Yeah. Now, I want to be clear. This woman is a very talented, loved member of the community and the station. She certainly deserved a decent send-off. However, going to KNBC is problematic for KTLA. And at the same time, both KCBS and KCAL are starting morning news shows at 4 a.m. So right. the the news slots are getting more and more competitive than right. they've ever been. And it's the only, Keith, you and I have talked about this, the only local content that a television station can develop that's unique to them, that's uniquely theirs. What's interesting is, is that, you know, particularly, and we see this a lot in L.A. because you see it elsewhere where we're hiring people from smaller markets. And when you get, when you're in a smaller market, let's say you're doing morning news in Tucson and you get picked up by LA, an LA station, that's a big pr- promotion, a big gig. That's a big jump. And usually when you leave a market to go to another market, they're never going to see you again. And you go ahead and say, yeah, she's got a great job in LA. Off you go. Hey, you were great. Thank you so much. But when you're in LA and you go to another station in LA, uh, no, no, we're not talking about it. We're, now you're a competitor in our market. Uh, no, no. So I don't know what Mark was thinking, but come on, buddy. I don't think he was thinking. I think well, it's he had uh, to Mercury. Think. He had, he, but he had to plan this this segment, right? I mean, he had to have a producer help him put this segment together, right? I can only attribute it to Mercury and retrograde, and <laughs> and he's. He's a very young guy, so he's inexperienced, and he just uh, he's apparently a bit of a hothead. If that if this is the case, you know he and and I think you bring up something that's really important. It was really important not wanting to draw attention to the change, and by doing this, they drew a tremendous amount of attention to the change. It was all over the trades, big buzz, and you know at the end of the day, from the TV station standpoint, it's not who's off the air; it's who's on the air. Right. And we've all seen TV personalities, on-air personalities, on radio just kind of go away. And nobody pays a lot of attention to it because they're gone. Now, Not this will, time. <laughs> yeah, no, they, this, is, this is quite a kerfuffle. KTLA's GM is Janine Drafts, and Janine is very competent. So this isn't a diss on her at all. But there seems to be something going on in the news department that this thing got out of control because... Either he felt he couldn't communicate or there's just something going on. However, to Janine's credit, she gave out free breakfast burritos uh, to the staff the morning that this all unwound. So, you know, food solves everything. Here, have a have a cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. oh we're cool now, Janine. Thank you. Yeah, burrito, done. Yeah. Done. We're tight. Exactly. 
Yeah, no worries now. So in the end, the other thing that's that's true, I think, is, you know, 24 years ago, she was a big deal. Today, with TV ratings as low as they are, with audiences as fragmented as they are. Not a big deal. You know, who cares? Who even notices? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's my feeling. Okay. Hey, let's um, move on, because I think the NFL on Amazon's Prime has been something we've talked about. And it is really an interesting shift in the way we're going to see sports delivered over the next 20 years. So I'm curious. Now, we have the first Thursday night game ratings in, as they mm-hmm. were. And uh, you've got quite a bit to say about that. So fill us in. What happened? This was the Chiefs game and the Chargers, Chiefs and Chargers? Yeah, it was Chiefs and Chargers. And it was uh, a week and a half ago. So it was, I think it was on the 15th. So NBC had the first Thursday night game on September 8th. And then Amazon Prime picks up 15 games on Thursday night until the last game of the season. There's no the last week of the season. There's no Thursday night game. They all play on Sunday because then it's a it's a fair uh, uh, scheduling quirk so that everybody can have the same amount of time getting ready for a playoff game. So the last week of the season, they don't have a game and they didn't have one the first game, but they have the middle 15 games. And that Thursday night game, the Chargers and Chiefs. On the 15th, super promotion activity. You couldn't escape Prime. Prime delivery trucks in my neighborhood were plastered with billboard signs on the side of the van about, you know, Thursday night football. And they stole away uh, uh, Al Michaels to do the play-by-play. We talked about that. Kirk Herbstreet from ESPN got permission to go on Prime and be the analyst with Al Michaels. And, by the way, the critics' reviews of the Michaels and Herbstreet team were excellent, excellent. But not so much the fact that the sync audio video sync was off, and you're listening to Al Michaels call a touchdown five minutes before five seconds before you see it on the screen. That aside, the quality <laughs> of the content was okay. Um, but here's what here's what we, we were waiting for the numbers to come in, and then we were told we'd have to wait, so we missed it during last week's shows. Uh, Prime, it turns out, the sales guys at Prime were guaranteeing a 12.5 million person audience, okay. and according okay. to Nielsen. They got 13 million. Okay. So no make goods. They promised 12 and a half. They got 13. Everybody's off the hook. By the way, where would you run those make goods? You don't have any other content that you can run it on. You've got to run it in games, in future games to make up the audience, which means you can't, you know, it takes up avails in future games. So they wouldn't make as much money, but they're clear. They're good to go. Now, Prime says, because, you know, all the, all the online companies, the social media companies, you know, have their own way of tracking numbers. And they said they had 15.3 million viewers. According to their first-party measurement and Nielsen data across all platforms. Okay, whatever. But somebody's going to want a number, and the people that are buying television want the Nielsen number, and the Nielsen number is about 13. Now, what's interesting is is that uh, out of that 13 million that Nielsen said, only about 11.8 million were streamers. And you're saying, Keith, where was the other audience? Well, the other audience was they carried the games on over-the-air television in the home markets of each team that plays. So every week during the season, when you see Thursday night on Prime and your team is playing, you can also watch it over the air on one of your you know, cable or, or you know, TV. Local OTA you, station, yeah. Your, your local OTA station. In L.A., they had 602,000 viewers. In Kansas City, they had 550,000 viewers. So almost the same size audience. It shows you how passionate Kansas City is for the Chiefs 
and how L.A. with 600,000 viewers in a market of 15 million people could give a shit about the Chargers. <laughs> but there you go. What's interesting, too, is that these last two te- these, these two teams played last year in December on Thursday night football, okay? And, and you know how many people watched it on Fox, over the air only, on Thursday night football back in December? Chiefs and Chargers, who were both had, you know, Chargers were trying to make the playoffs. The Chiefs were trying to make the Super Bowl. Yes, an important game. They had an audience a little bit over 18 million. So they had about 5 million more viewers on Fox last December than they had this last week. So, again, you know, that's a 30% decrease in audience. Lots of variables, I'm sure. It's early in the season. People are just getting used to this. But the fact of the matter is they have a little bit of ways to go to catch up to over the air. By the way, the Sunday night game prior to the Thursday night game, so go back a weekend prior, and they had the Bears and Packers. Okay, on NBC, Sunday Night Football, Mike Tirico and Chris Collingsworth on the call, 21 million viewers. So they had 7 million more viewers on that Sunday Night Primetime game than Prime. So all I'm saying is, is that good thing they only guaranteed 12.5 million because they're, they're, they're coming up a little short on Prime numbers. Yeah, but I still think you got to give them a lot of credit. That's a that's a big streaming number. Probably, you know, it's really difficult streaming that many simultaneous streams because each one of those is a direct connection. So I I think it bodes well ultimately for for this platform. They get the the technical bugs out of it. I mean, you know, I know that you thought the streaming experience was horrible. Do you think that's going to ruin them for coming weeks, or do you think they'll get it fixed? Well. I- I, I hope they get it fixed. It was it was as bad, if not worse, this last week than it was the week before. So I couldn't watch it. Anything that was fed from the stadium was out of focus, blurry, uh, and then occasionally would get into focus when they weren't moving the camera. You know, if the camera was just fixed on a shot of the line of scrimmage, you'd get a great. And the players weren't moving. You got a great. You got a decent picture. Not great, but decent. The minute a player moved and everything started to scramble up for a play. It, you know, it went to shit. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, however, I watched the second half in a restaurant that had sports on TV and they were carrying the direct TV feed because they've got to deal with direct TV to go to out of home locations, sports bars and restaurants, and someone that at, ho- at home that's got direct TV can watch it. And it was flawless. It was great. So if I go through another week like this and there's a game I want to watch, I'm going to my sports bar and, uh, and watch it there on DirecTV because this was, this was brutal. But what's interesting about this is, is that, listen, the NFL has a built-in audience. They can run it uh, on tin cans through a string and have 12 million people do that because that's probably how many people have bets on it through DraftKings or FanDuels or who have a fantasy football interest in the game. They're going to get a baseline. You're never going to see bad audiences on NFL. The question is how 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 much can they juice this number to compete for the big bucks that NBC and Fox and CBS are are getting on their coverage. So we'll see. So we'll be well, watching I think, it. Yeah, I I I think this uh, bodes very poorly for the networks. I think it's a big deal and I you know, my final takeaway before we get out of here is if you're a network exec and you're smug at how smart you are and how great your sales success is with NFL football Enjoy it while it lasts. Have a nice time. 
All right, one final note. I want to thank everybody for their uh, support that they've given us here at Media Insultant. Uh, You can click on the QR code here on the screen. Uh, We do appreciate any support you can give us or go to InTown Media on Venmo if you are listening on the podcast. Uh, We do have to run, Keith. Uh, We are out of time tomorrow, or excuse me, on Friday, we're going to talk about WTOP. They have done it again. They are the number one billing station in the country, but that's not the whole story. So we'll get into that on Friday. We drop new shows Tuesday and Friday. And on all podcasting platforms, video is at the Media Insultant Showcase, which is on Vimeo. Not Venmo, Vimeo. And we're a production of InTown Media. Love any comments, Jackson at InTown Media, or on our LinkedIn postings. We will be back on Friday. Keith, see you then. Have a great week. The heat's on in L.A., so I'll be back on Friday.